0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Bird Babble Podcast. I'm Mark.
1: And I'm Robin. And we're volunteers at the Rocky Point Bird Observatory located in beautiful Machosan, British Columbia on southern Vancouver Island.
0: This is a show where we talk about the birds, the banding stations, various projects and the volunteers at the observatory.
1: On this show, we'll be talking to Education Director Christine Heilman and Lead Educator Renee Senorini about what's new at the Rocky Point Bird Observatory Community Education, as well as some exciting events coming up this weekend.
0: It's the World Bird Migratory Bird Day this weekend, and Rocky Point is diving right in and getting involved with some exciting events for this weekend and the following week.
1: Mm-hmm. So most of the spring migration birds have arrived in Victoria.
0: Except for a few.
1: Yes, we're missing some, like the Swainson's Thrush.
0: And the Olive-Sided Flycatcher.
1: Mm-hmm, still coming.
0: But we have all the Warblers. I think. The Swallows are all here.
1: Purple Martins included.
0: And of course, there are some expected rarities that have been showing up around the Capital Region, especially along the Lockside Trail at a location known as the Famous
1: Fence. Mm-hmm. and it's called the Famous Fence for a good reason.
0: Yeah, the last 10 days, 14 days or so, there's been three rarities that have shown up there. The first one was a mountain bluebird, which we we actually stumbled upon, which mm-hmm. was kind of neat. And then there was this sage phoebe that showed up, mm-hmm. and then there was a another bird that showed up. It was called the western kingbird. Mm-hmm. Saw it. Uh, I didn't.
1: Well, you will.
0: I, I went out four <laughs> times. I didn't see the bird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I even went to another location <laughs> where the bird was.
1: That's right, Glencoe Cove. We went out there too looking for oh, one. It yes. wasn't there either. <laughs>
0: yeah, so four strikes for me. I didn't get the Western Kingbird, but it's not a lifer bird for me, but it sure would sure be nice to see for the Victoria area.
1: But first, here's a quick update on what's been happening at RPBO.
0: Now, Robin, you've taken on a new role at Rocky Point.
1: I have. I am now the volunteer coordinator, which means I will be scheduling the banding sessions on the When to Help software so that volunteers can sign up. And Mark, you have a new position as well.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take on the role as the DND, the Department of National Defense Liaison for Rocky Point. So I'll be their go-to guy if they need to talk to us about anything and also arrange for permits and uh, getting on the site when we need to. So that's my new role. Good. Sea Watch's Daniel Donicky is reporting several shorebird species passing through the past couple of weeks, such as Wimberwolves, Dowitchers, and, and many unidentified peeps way far offshore in the shipping lanes Mm -hmm. and you can actually only see these with the scope but you can identify them that they're actually shorebirds flying in big uh, flocks.
1: Yeah we saw some dowitchers fly by yesterday with their big long curved beaks.
0: Actually those are Wimbrels.
1: Yeah we saw some Wimbrels fly by yesterday with their big long curved bills (laughs) and And I understand there was like 20 or so on the Victoria Golf Course as well.
0: Yeah so we went out and looked for them at sea watch and but we could have actually just gone to the golf course to see them but anyways (laughs) that's that's life being out of sea watch this coincides with many of the inland wet habitats like panama and Maber flats having several species of sandpipers also arriving in the past couple of weeks
1: yeah those flats are hot spots right now definitely and with all this bird migration activity it can only mean one thing maps MAPS is just around the corner.
0: And in just over a week, MAPS coordinator Kathy Reader-Lee and her team will be doing site prep at Whitty's Lagoon and Power2B, getting the net lanes ready. And banding operations will be beginning May 31st at Woody's Lagoon.
1: And June 4th at Power2B, which is the new map site at the old Prospect Lake Golf Course, and we're very excited about that. And the banding team has been hired for the fall migration.
0: Yeah, and what a team it is.
1: Yes. David Bell will be back as bander in charge for the fourth year.
0: And he's going to be joined by Rebecca Golat, who's returning for her second year as a pass room. Yes. And
1: we've also got a newcomer this year, Samuel Samard Provencal, who's been banding with the Vancouver Island University Bird Banding Project run by RPBO Director Eric Demers, and she has also assisted with the RPBO banding workshop in the past.
0: And we're also excited to announce that 18-year-old Liam Singh and 19-year-old Rebecca Lee will be joining the migration banding team as interns this year. Yeah. Now, they've been around the Rocky Point Bird Observatory for a number of years. Yeah,
1: just little kids when they started volunteering.
0: And they've uh, learned how to extract birds and have actually been doing some banding over the last couple of years. Now they have the opportunity to actually become interns under the guidance of uh, a great team led by David Bell.
1: That's right, and Liam turned 18 last year, so he is now able to access the Rocky Point site for the first time. So he's pretty excited.
0: Yeah, so it's great to have them on as interns this year, and it's a great opportunity for them.
1: And now it's time to talk about Rocky Point Bird Observatory Community Education with Christine Heilman and Renee Senorini.
0: Yeah, these two ladies have certainly taken a deep dive into their new responsibilities with RPBO. Much like the spring migrating birds have just arrived, our guests today recently joined the Rocky Point Bird Observatory in leadership roles. It's our pleasure to be talking to Education Director Christine Heilman and Lead Educator Renee Senorini. Welcome to the podcast, ladies, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us.
2: Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks for having us on today.
0: Yeah, you guys, are, you know, you've only been now with the organization just over a month.
3: Well, yes. in this role. In yes. this role,
0: right. You've done, you've done other things with the organization, but in your current roles, you've been here now just over a month and, you know, you're trying to get your feet wet, uh, doing a few things here and there. So let's start off, you know, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you've maybe done in the past. Let's start with you, Christine.
3: I graduated with a degree in wildlife biology um, from Purdue University in Indiana. Um, Over the past 14 years, I have worked at nature centers, museums, a zoo, and now I work as an educator at a nature
2: preschool in Victoria.
0: And Renee, how about yourself?
2: Well, uh, I'm actually a graduate from the University of Victoria, and I have a degree in biology and a minor in environmental studies. And I also did a co-op program where I discovered the world of interpretation and nature education, and I got hooked. So I've worked in that field for over 12 years, and I worked in places like the Victoria Bug Zoo, the Marine Ecology Station back when it was in Couch and Bay, and Swan Lake Christmas Hill Nature Sanctuary. So I'm really excited now to have this role with RPBO as the Lead Educator um, where I'm gonna get to share information and explore the wonderful world, world of birds with folks here in Victoria and hopefully beyond. I'm also a mom of two boys that I raised to be really into nature. And um, yeah, I just love exploring Victoria.
0: It's great to have you, you know, both uh, joining the RPPO team and what I've seen so far in the past month and a half, especially with what's coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. It's it's quite amazing the energy that you have brought to the education team. Let's get into some of the things that are happening. On May the 8th, uh, there's an event coming up called the World Migratory Bird Day on May 8th. It's a Saturday. This is an event that was established back in 2006 by the United Nations. Can you just tell us a little bit about what that is?
2: So World Migratory Bird Day is a global campaign dedicated to raising awareness about migratory birds and the need for international cooperation to conserve them. So they always have a different theme and this year the theme is Sing, Fly, Soar Like a Bird. So it's an important way to raise awareness about the beauty and the diversity of the birds around the world. But most importantly, that migratory birds that we see in our region um, depend on more than just our region, more than just Victoria. They're connected to places all along their migratory routes.
3: Conserving or managing migratory bird species is notoriously challenging since their seasonal movements can cross international borders, continents, even span thousands of kilometers. Twice a year. And so all along this, over periods of time, all these species need all different types of habitats for their breeding, overwintering sites or stopover habitats to refuel during migration. And we've got all that here in Victoria and on Vancouver Island. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got breeding bird habitat for... The rufous hummingbird, the great blue heron, black our own black-throated gray warbler, our mm-hmm. um, PBOs. Wh- what would you call it? Uh, our lead bird?
0: Or? Logo. It's the logo the bird.
3: bird. Yeah. I've been so happy to see the swallows return, mm-hmm. the violet green swallows, so many of them. They're amazing. And then a few weeks ago, I saw the Lapland larkspur. Longspur, I mean, yeah. So... Yeah, Larkspur, sorry. Um, Yeah, and so, I mean, they're not even here to stay. They're on their way. This was just a stopover habitat. That's right. And so still even stopover habitats are so important. But you just think about the thousands of people that live in this area that have no idea how important where they live is to so many creatures. Let's see here. I mean, since one reason this is so important is since 1970, we have lost 3 million birds in North America. There are 3 million less birds than there were in 1970. Mm -hmm. So that was 50 years ago.
0: And many of those species are endangered because of that.
3: Yeah. And so they're endangered because of habitat loss, of people thinking, oh, well, we don't maybe need that tree. We don't need this grassland, that it's not important. And so part of what we're trying to educate people about is, no, this this area is important. Um, another habitat loss has been shorebirds. And of course, where do people love to put their million-dollar houses? You would love to put that on the shore and overlook the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also where... Lots and lots of birds love to maybe stop over habitat or that's where they like to breed. Um, and also, there's also food loss. Um, there are so many few fewer insects. I know as we're birders, so maybe you don't look at the insects very much. But yeah, there in the past 20 years, how many fewer insects you have hitting even your car if you think about how little you have to clean your car nowadays that's true. Um, because there are so many fewer insects and that means there's fewer food for all the birds and almost all songbirds need uh, protein for their babies mm-hmm. this time of year and if the insects aren't there for the protein you won't get any more young yeah that's right it's all a chain everything is connected yep migratory bird day is twice a year you know right birds migrate two
2: times a year that's,
3: that's right just they, they come
0: and they leave and
2: they go. <laughs> and they go, yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's well, some a- of them
2: just stay all the time in victoria too <laughs> they do <laughs> yeah. They do. well yes like
1: yeah. us you know. yeah,
0: so. yeah that's right yeah that uh, the second one is in october i think like october 21st ish somewhere in that time of uh Mm-hmm. The year is the, the, the fall migration.
3: Saturday in May and the second Saturday in October. You each
0: year. So you're already planning for that one too, right?
1: That's right sort ins- of. You're of inspired. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the last World Migratory Bird Day that we were involved in was back in 2019, pre-COVID, uh, we've gone through one year with basically virtual reality World Migratory Bird Day and so we've learned how to do things over the past year and we're heading into this one and we've got some interesting uh, events planned around that day. One of the events that is also taking place on the 8th of May is the Great Canadian Birdathon. Can you just maybe touch base a little bit about what that is?
3: Well, you guys are participating in it. That's what I found out. <laughs>
1: yes, the bird babblers <laughs> are in it.
3: You are the Rocky Pointers. Well, I guess, what is your official name under the Rocky Pointers? We are the bird babblers. Yes, the bird babblers. Yeah. Um, and as far as I understand, you can go to birdscanada.org forward slash birdathon 2021 to find out more. As of last night, you were fourth place did you know this? For Rocky Pointers? Yes, the Rocky Pointers are fourth place. Overall you so far? $100 to get to third. Wow. So um, in case you want to up, we I think anybody out there wants to donate some money. Absolutely. To get us up to three.
0: Yeah, well, we're, we're going to go on a push here for the money over the next week before this happens. But uh, yeah, this is our first time doing this. We've never done a big day. No. Like Robin and I will go birding <laughs> for 10 hours, but we've never done 24. So... <laughs> This is a challenge. Oh, for you're us,
3: doing so. 24 hours. Well, wow,
0: a big day is a big day is from midnight to midnight if you want. Um, That's
2: dedication. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, we know some people that will be doing a big day. I'm not sure we'll get in the 24 hours, but we're, we're we're planning to do it on by foot. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's all to raise money for Birds Canada, and a good portion of that money also comes back to the observatory, which is really really cool. So we're going to be heading out and doing that. We'll put links in the show notes to where people can go and click on the on the link there to give us some money. Yeah,
1: I think we have uh, five teams now with the Rocky Pointers. There's Mark and I, and Nightingale, Yannicka Chick, Kathy Reader.
0: Uh, Ashley. Ashley, back in Ontario, actually, yeah. is doing that, raising money for Rocky Point and Kim Beardmore.
1: And Kim Beardmore, that's yeah. right. So
0: so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I saw that their goal is to raise $200,000, so it's yeah. a nice, ambitious goal.
1: That's yeah. right. I think Rocky Point, uh, the Rocky Pointers last year raised uh, almost $4,000, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think this year our target is about 5000 and we'll see, yeah. you know, in the next I next think week.
1: Rocky Point gets uh,
0: 75%. Yeah, we got a, a good piece of that, which was really cool to uh, come back to the observatory for some of the projects that we're involved in. Also, May 8th to the 16th, there's a very special event that's taking place, first time ever, and it's called the Victoria Bird Week. So what is that?
3: Okay, well, one day wasn't enough. <laughs> that's right. Birds are so important that, you know, World Migratory Day, that's, no, we needed a whole week, it plus one day, really, because it's eight days. Right. Um, so... Yeah, we need to expand that. And so we're doing something over eight days from May 8th through May 16th. And um, we've got lots of Zoom presentations and shout outs on Facebook and live streams and fun stuff. And yeah. bingo. And bingo. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> bingo. So apparently the idea uh, for Victoria Bird Week had been percolating for a while um, but, uh, yeah, it's a first taking place this year and, our uh, PPO is taking the lead on it. And it's definitely been a group effort between staff and volunteers. Um, so like Chrissy mentioned, we've got lots of zoom presentation, um, including a live bird show with the Raptors and, uh, a mother's day special birding event with Anne Nightingale and, um, the impacts of climate change on migratory birds by Dr. Brian Weeks even a presentation on gulls by, Mm -hmm. is his name? Joachim Joachim Bertrand. Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't want to say wrong.
0: Um,
2: And yes, for those who really like a hands-on activity, we put together a bird bingo sheet so that people can print it and do it on their own throughout the week. And then they can submit an entry for a bird-themed prize at the end of the week. So the bingo sheet has all kinds of things um, to spot and to do that are bird related and they can, they're fun for every age. So you can find that bingo sheet on the RPBO website. I'm looking forward to that.
1: I'm going to go download the sheet.
3: Now, now I wanted <laughs> yeah. to point out that the last time we did one of these prize things, we got zero entries. Oh. This is a secret. We've got zero entries. So that means if you're really, really into winning prizes, this is your chance. You've got a real chance of getting something here.
1: If you just
3: enter and show up to this wonderful Zoom presentation that's going to be on May 16th, Sunday, May 16th at 4 p.m. If you show up and you've entered, there is a high chance
1: that you will get the prize. Awesome. We're, I'll well, be there. We'll
0: definitely going to be there. Yeah, with yeah. sore feet from the week before. That's right. Now, <laughs> you know, when, when this idea of the Victoria Bird Week first came up, probably close to a year ago, we were talking about this on the board. And Rocky Point, you know, our volunteers and our, our group that uh, organizes with the uh, banding station, we're pretty busy. We've got our hands are full with a lot of things. And whenever we come up with new ideas like this, it's like, okay, who's going to do it? Who's yeah. going to do it? Who's going to do it? We're
1: full of ideas.
0: Right. We're full of ideas. And we just thought, well, we'll <laughs> just wait till new people come in. And uh, here's Christine and here's Renee. So guess what? You guys get to do this. And you know what? I think you guys have done a fantastic job. In a short amount of time, mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've put this thing together. And especially during COVID, where there's really no actual live meetings, you've come up with a schedule and I'm sure over the next week, it's going to get tweaked more and we're maybe see some, you know, more things get added to it. But, you know, hats off to you guys for pulling this off because it's a start. And when we come out of this pandemic and we get into 2022, just think of all the cool in-person events that can take place. And you've basically got this year, 2021 will be under your belt. So a big congratulations to you guys for uh, taking it on your, under your wing, no pun intended, uh, to make it work. So,
1: <laughs> And there's other organizations participating as well. Do you want to let us know who those are? There's tons of them from um, the Victoria Natural History Society, Nature
2: Canada, Swan Lake Nature, Christmas Hill Nature Sanctuary, Saanich Parks, the Bateman Foundation, and the Raptors. Naturehood Canada, yeah. yes. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're doing this week is featuring some of the locations that have been um, on their newly released Naturehood map. So we've got different folks going out to different locations and hopefully spotting some cool birds and letting people know how accessible it is and what their favourite thing about each place is. So that'll be posted on our social media every week every day during the week of bird week
0: that's really neat that's a that's a really good idea now we've got the uh, victoria bird week information on the rocky point website right on the front page you got a got a really cool poster It was on there yeah. yesterday is like wow look at that cool poster yeah. two sided too no, that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a great start to a, an event that could become something big down the road.
2: And afterwards, after everything is said and done, and we've all taken a breath, if people have ideas for us for next year, or if there's something they really, really liked and hope they do again, um, we would love to hear from people so that it can help shape the events in the future. So
0: now... You've been working on this these projects. What have you got coming up for possibly the rest of the year?
2: Renee, well, I can answer for myself. Yeah, I can go. It has been my whole focus the last month or so. I only started in the beginning of March. My next focus will be on um, a combination of school programs for fall, and also what kind of adult programming that we can expand into. So, whether or not that's continuing on with the online stuff or if we can bring back some in-person or combinations of um, because I've got a lot of experience in all kinds of education so I'd love to get that going too.
0: Last year we had a limited amount of visitors at the banding stations because we are you know our numbers for COVID last year were very very low a lot lower than where we are right now but we are hoping that come the fall migration uh, program and of course into the owls that we'll be allowed to have visitors back we look forward to yeah. that interaction again with uh, with people mm-hmm. because you know it, it seems that the last year and a half it's just been videos just like we're doing right now and it's it's time yeah. for a change so it's happening really quick though christine yeah what's uh, on your agenda
3: So first up, we have our new strategic plan for RPBO. And so I'm working on those objectives So part of that is just to really track um, where our numbers are, how many people we're reaching, what types of people, just to get us on board with, okay, where are we now and where do we want to be and how are we going to get there and making sure we do get there. Great. Um, And then another part of it is increasing participation and getting everybody knowledgeable about bird conservation, spreading that word um, through as many different platforms as we can. Um, you know, definitely, you know, through COVID, we've learned a lot about doing mm-hmm. that through Zoom. Um, and in the future we can reach out more, but um and social media. But yeah, that's where we are right now with that. And then my biggest thought process is really getting it so that the research we're doing at RPBO isn't being lost mm-hmm. in ether. Right. Um it is actually getting out there, the public will actually know what we're researching, what data we're getting, so that all that work that all our volunteers have done since 1994 isn't being lost. Yeah. And it actually means something. And it's actually leading to conservation of birds and their habitat.
1: Wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we got, uh, 20. I think this is our 27th year we're just going into right mm-hmm. now. And we have a number of projects that have taken place over the years and we've got all this data that's there of the birds that we banded. Yeah, we wanna get that information out to other uh, venues like universities, things like that, that we can partnership with to look at some of the trends that may be happening with the data that we have here that's very unique for Victoria too. So uh, that's really important. And yeah, the, the strategic plan that you were talking about, that's that's been a long multi-year thing to get that plan in place in which, just finally, this spring was approved, and it we have a direction basically over the next five years. What we're going to do as an organization using the data, and like you say, um, so I think that's that's a big positive for the organization.
1: It's great having uh, dedicated educators with Rocky Point as yes. well. Um, it's some, anytime you can educate children and adults both about bird conservation is a definite benefit for the birds. And, uh, you know, you can encourage people to come out and volunteer with Rocky Point. Yeah, I think it's great that you guys are doing this. Yeah, I think if you really want people to be uh,
2: motivated to take action, they need to, to find out and, and get interested. And so you need to reach people where they're at. And for some people that's really at an introductory level at mm-hmm. just, you know, looking out their window exactly. and noticing a bird and being able to identify that bird and kind of figure out what it's doing. That's right. You know, and that might just be a, a robin or a toey or a tickety, but you know, for that person, being able to identify just a couple birds can be a really powerful
1: thing. Yeah, I think this really came to light during COVID when people were all of a sudden at home. And in the daytime, they're usually at work, and they look out their window and think, there's a bird there, and I have absolutely no idea what it is. So they tuned into (laughs) Rocky Point and found out, uh, you know, with all the presentations going on, they actually now know a lot, and they're out there birding. They can go out for a walk, even though it's, you know, COVID. You can still social distance and uh, find some birds.
0: Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been really good.
1: I I just wanted to to
2: basically make the case for people that they shouldn't let the unknown or not being an expert stop them. So, you know, some people think they have to be good at something to start it, but that's not the case. And especially with birding, you know, even if you don't have binoculars, if you just have your ears and your eyes, um, or even if one of those is impaired, you know, you can use your other senses and, you know, start start somewhere and for me it's starting in your backyard or a green space that's nearby and go out with a friend so that you're discovering things together go out with children because children are always curious about things go out with an elderly person if you can because they might have some stories to tell about growing up and hearing or seeing a kind of bird so you know just get started because uh, it can grow into something really beautiful
0: and the cool thing about birding, it basically is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If you want to buy binoculars, things like that, that, that that's good. But you could bird with just your eyes and ears. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, you know, what better hobby to do that costs you nothing?
1: That's right. And get outside.
0: And get outside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's my little plug. <laughs> good one. No,
0: good point. Once again, thanks for taking the time to talk to us and good luck with all the events that you have planned for the first Victoria Bird Week presented by the Rocky Point Bird Observatory.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And it looks like Christine and Renee and many more volunteers have the inaugural Victoria Bird Week presented by the Rocky Point Bird Observatory ready to fly this weekend. There's lots of events that are being planned for the whole week.
1: So for Victoria Bird Week, there are online presentations every day, starting Saturday, May 8th and ending on Sunday, May 16th. So go to the Rocky Point Bird Observatory website at rpbo.org. You can check out everything that's happening. You can also go to Facebook and register for all of these online presentations. Everything is free.
0: And of course, the Victoria Bird Week wrap up, that's on Sunday at 4 o'clock. If you register for that particular event, you have a chance of winning a prize. That's right.
1: And all week, you can play bird bingo.
0: And have a chance to win a bird themed prize.
1: That's right. Just go to the Rocky Point website and either download or print out the bingo card, one of the squares is already filled out for you.
0: Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you've already crossed off one of the bingo squares because it says, listen to a podcast about birds. And this is the Bird Babble podcast. So <laughs> that's right. A big tick on that one.
1: That's right. And some of those squares on the bingo card are pretty easy, like look out your window and an ID a bird. So and the, c- And the center <laughs>
0: one that says free. That's pretty easy. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyway, Christine says you're going to win a prize, so play bingo. And Mark and I will be participating in the Birds Canada Great Canadian bird with the Rocky Pointers.
0: And we'll be accepting donations as the bird babbler's big day. <laughs> and donations can be made at canadahelps.org by simply typing in the Rocky Pointers in the search window. And we'll put links in the show notes for that. And that wraps up this episode of Bird Babble. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at birdbabbelrpbo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Be sure to check out the Rocky Point Bird Observatory pages on Facebook and Instagram. And to find out more information about the observatory, go to their website at rpbo.org.
0: The Bird Babble podcast can be found on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also follow us on the Bird Babble Podcast Facebook and Instagram pages. So check out the links in the show notes.
1: Music for this Bird Babble episode is provided by Purple Planet, and their website can be found at purple-planet.com.
0: And until next time, take care, happy birding, and thanks for listening.